And following up exactly on what David was talking about in terms of foreign aid, $60 billion would be allotted to Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel's defense, $10 billion for humanitarian assistance to civilians in Gaza and the West Bank. However, House Republican leaders say they won't even bring the bill up oh. for a vote, with Speaker Mike Johnson so saying, quote, it's, this is just, it's even worse than yeah, expected. You know, I'm sorry, it, it, what, it, it's, it's just not. What don't you like? <laughs> he continues to lie, uh, as Liz Cheney said, and, and he basically admitted he was going around spreading a lie about January the 6th, trying to keep, get people to sign on uh, a, a letter that would continue the lie and help Ken Paxson spread the lie in Texas. Uh, he lied about that. He's lying about this. Uh, he knows. I mean, James Lankford uh, has said, I, I wish they would all read the bill. Right. I wish they would understand how strong the bill is. But the sad thing is, and it's pathetic, and, you know, we say things can be two things at once. I mean, the, the, the new speaker is both dangerous and pathetic. Dangerous. <laughs> Because he has decided, and he said it publicly, we're, we're going to put politics over stopping fentanyl from coming into the United States. We're going to put politics above allowing uh, our border security to stop terrorists from coming into the United States. We're going to keep the border chaotic for at least another 10 months because we want things to be as chaotic as possible for Joe Biden. It's just like Donald to Trump saying he wants the economy to crash and he wants there to be a depression. He wants Joe Biden to be Herbert Hoover. So they don't give a damn about border security. They're willing to play into Putin's hand. For Mike Johnson, that's nothing new. Willing to play into Putin's hands time and time again. Willing to pre uh, play into President Xi's hand on China. Uh, which, of course, is exactly what Donald Trump wants. And, and then you look at Israel, won't fund Israel, won't fund the relief of, uh, of citizens in Gaza. So, again, this is all. All of these things that are important are being stopped now because Donald Trump told a grown-up man, don't do that. Joining us now, one and, of the leaders. Is this thing working? Welcome to the show. As you can tell, it's a big news day. We woke up this morning with a bang. Yeah, I was looking forward to waking up this morning and seeing what the what the MSN had to say about it. Yes. There you go. There's Joe Scarborough's take on, on the border bill. So here we go. But we woke up listening to Oklahoma Senator Langford on Fox and Friends with Brian Kilmeade this morning talking about the border deal the Senate had been working on. What a mess. Yeah, it, We'll it be is. discussing this today. But before we get started... James and I want to remind every Texan that today is the last day to register to vote. So like we always say, be informed. And become engaged. That's it. Is this thing working? Is your place for voting information 2024? And we will continue through this month of February until March 5th to pound you with who we recommend that you can vote for. We we're just not, recommend. Yeah, we're not telling you who to vote for, but we are we, we are, are recommending our candidates. And we're going to inform you of the candidates that are running, and then you can decide. Both sides. The, both sides. That's what we're talking about, bringing you the information. Yep. Uh, that's what being informed means. That's what it is. So that's what we're here to do, uh, because March 5th is the day everyone is going to vote, because we're going to push for this. 
it's really awful that only 1% of Texans vote in primaries. I mean, that, that's, that's like letting only 1% of Texans decide who is leading our state, how our border is secure, how everything is paid for, school choice. So you need to please step up and let's help save our country. But here we go. We have an update on Take Our Border Back. Yeah, we're just wanting to, to bring you an update on the border, touch on what happened this weekend concerning the rally. And just to let you know that the rally happened, it was a big event. There was a lot of great speakers there. And my point with that mainly is, is that regardless of what a lot of the media told you, it was a peaceful protest. Yes. And that's all that it was. It was citizens, American citizens, patriots of our country that came out there and show us support of our idea of keeping our border closed. And it went peaceful, like I said. You know what drives me crazy about that is um, these people came out to ask Americans to follow them to the border, to protest a border. But then this border bill come out this morning, and I see so many people saying we need to stand up we need to all go down to the border you know and that really upsets me because you had that opportunity oh and, and, and it was a great event yeah and and, and, it, and the, why didn't more people stand up with them is it is it because they believe in jesus is it because they're christian why didn't more people stand up and go down to the border with these folks that really financed the whole thing and a lot of people because they do have you know they couldn't invest the time to go i I seen a couple of people a a friend of mine from the north carolina area that has been paying attention to this he was watching it and even on facebook he he talked about hey i'm ready to go with you he's a former marine patriot Mm -hmm. you know he loves his country but he he hates what he sees going on here and he was ready to pick up and go and he started he started gathering up some people to go and a lot of the people said, man, I wish I'd had just a little bit more time to prepare, you know? And, and I think that's a lot of what, while, but, but the, the message is, the message is the protest was there. It was large and it drew a lot of people and it drew a, a, a big attention to what is happening at the border and the people that could not make it. Those people still show great support for this. And this is awesome. And, you know when things like this happen, then you know what the government's going to do to follow it. Same pattern they always do. They've done it with J6. They do it any time that the people tend to try to come together. And I've, I've seen an article from PJ Media, and it talks about how the left, how the left will always bring on hysteria. Always. If they can't beat it with facts, they're going to beat it with hysteria. And, and this article from PJ Media, and this was from Saturday morning, but it says here, it's inevitable as a star rising in the east. Any gathering of conservatives, be they right, center right, or religious right, the entire group is branded far right and a danger to the community. And and that's exactly what we got. We, we see it all the time. Thus it, comes, thus, it comes for the take back our country convoy moving through Texas. Despite daily pronouncements of their peaceful intentions, the left is getting hysterical about Americans going to the border to protest the policies of the president. The League of United Latin American Citizens, or LULAC, is leading the hysteria, claiming the participants are going to become violent and start shooting Mexicans. Quote, and this comes from the 
LULAC National President Domingo Garcia, he says, we know that many of them are armed and many of them have extremist views, especially in terms of the fear-mongering and scapegoating of immigrants and Hispanics. Did we see any of that happening? No. Did we hear of any of that happening? No. No. It goes on, the article goes on to talk about this, and this was the best point I thought about this article. It says, Army veteran Dr. Peter Chambers, who is the convoy's liaison with the Border Patrol, sees the convoy as a beautiful thing. And this was his explanation for this. He goes, I worked on this border for the last two years of my military career, and I got out and I went to work on the humanitarian side. These folks from Take Back Our Border Convoy, they contacted me to be a liaison with the law enforcement. And now I'm watching law enforcement and the citizens do this, and it's a beautiful thing to see in these people. It's awesome, he said. And that's the point of it. Anytime that the people tend to come together in unity, against what our government is doing our government will step in with these far left activist groups and the ngos and those kind of people and they will stir up trouble to keep it political when yes. it's a matter of law close our borders yes close our borders well that may that brings us right around to our main topic today the border which is our main topic every day until it's closed so we <laughs> We talked about the border bill that came out uh, last night, as a matter of fact. It was just thrown out there. It was supposed to be out at 5 o'clock, and it didn't show up till 7 o'clock. People were already panicking because they knew that they were going to throw it out there so that people wouldn't have time to read it before the Monday morning quarterbacks got a hold of it. We have another clip that we want to play for you of Oklahoma Senator Lankford on Fox and Friends this morning talking to Bill. Brian, I'm sorry, Brian Kilmeade. All right, so let's talk about the NGOs, uh, the Catholic Charities. They get huge money to house and provide uh, and provide accommodations to illegal aliens who are trying to get into this country. You put $1.4 billion into this. Uh, that is an area in which I know Republicans are upset about. Can you want to expand on that? Yeah, it is interesting. I have some folks that are upset about trying to give humanitarian aid to people that are struggling on it. I, I get that. We want to be able to, we're Americans. We provide food and water to people and don't just leave them in the desert to be able to die. But I would also say that aid is also attached to our beds. So here's how we attach these two things together. So to be able to get that economic assistance actually got out, that means the Biden administration, before that assistance goes out at the end of it, that means they've got to add more deportation flights. They've got to add more uh, detention beds. They've got to add more ICE officers. They have to add more Border Patrol officers. Right. They have to actually implement these things before those final dollars go out. So those things are attached. That's actually a forcing mechanism to right. say, you want those dollars to go out? you got to actually start deporting people. So here's what Senator Mike Lee said. Not only does he say you need three... I just want to say this. I just want to start by saying I have many opinions on this bill. But we're going to give you the information as best as we can without getting you or us confused and let you decide. And James and I are going to try to give you both sides of the story. We do have our strong opinions on this bill. So what happened? Here, I'm going to, I'm going to read a little bit of the Semaphore article and tell you a little bit of what's going on. Senate negotiators released the long-awaited text of their bipartisan border security deal Sunday night a months-in-the-making effort that would dramatically re reorganize the U.S. asylum system while giving the president new emergency powers to limit the flow of migrants into the country. 
We're radically changing the way we're spending dollars on border security and the asylum process, said Senator Kristen Sinema of Arizona, who led talks alongside Senator James Langford and Chris Murphy. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced plans for the procedural vote on the new border bill Wednesday as part of a broad national security package wrapping the measure together with aid to Ukraine and Israel. His Republican counterpart, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, called on the Senate to carefully consider the opportunity in front of us and prepare to act. Here's part of the, the border security proposal highlights, too, that are in this. There's a mandatory shutdown if daily averages hit 5,000 encounters over a seven-day period. This ends Biden's use of catch and release, creates a new border emergency authority. It increases Border Patrol recruitment. And those are the, the main four highlights. There's one thing to point out about this mandatory shutdown if daily averages hit 5,000 encounters over a seven-day period. That 5,000 number also includes the border agents. So each and every day, if and there's 1,400 of these Border, border Patrol agents. So that 5,000 also includes them. So that number of migrants, if it stays at 34, 35, 36, 3,700, 4,000, if it goes to 4,900, those border agents then are not counted in that. When they say 5,000, they mean actual migrants. They're not adding in the Border Patrol. But in this bill right here, those 1,400 Border Patrol are part of that count. I wonder about that, though. I think that's really... Okay, I'm giving my opinion. That's the way I understood it. I think that... I mean, I get get what you're saying, but, you know, they're trying to make it seem like that, you know, by inferring. So if 30... I I believe that the inferring... Okay, so I'm, like, looking here at highlights from Bill Malusian, and he's got a different... A little bit... Okay, this is what he says. He says, at seven-day rolling average of 5,000 encounters per day, or 8,500 encounters in a single day, DHS is required to shut down the border and turn away anyone who crosses. So it's 5,000 plus the border agents. Plus the border agents. That's kind of my point. Yeah. Right. So if there's only 4,000 a day, then they consider that to be just fine. Yes. You know, they consider 4,900, and they consider 4,999 to be just fine. And when it hits the 5,000, it's not... In effect, at that point, it has to do a seven-day rolling average. Average. An average. Mm-hmm. So that would mean there's going to have to be some higher days and some lower exactly. days to hit that average. To hit that average. So it's a seven-day rolling average. So one day it could be 8,000. Next day it could be 2,000. Exactly. The next day it could be 10,000. Next day it could be 1,000. Exactly. And so th- that just is, like I said... How are they they going to count this? Well, they're going to sit there with that little counter I, and count all who these knows? people. Who knows? They're going to they're going to put down whatever numbers they want to put down to make it fit their political agenda at that time. Yeah. Well, it says right here, uh, this does not mean five thousand are allowed in before this authority kicks in. Single adults would be detained. Families would be released via ATD alternatives to detention. And asylum cases would be fast-tracked to months rather than years under a new rapid expedition expulsion system. Those who fail would be quickly removed from the U.S. Those who initially pass would be released with work authorizations in 90 days. 
Okay. Uh, here's the biggest question to this entire... Supervision and, until final asylum claim is determined. Okay. And here's my biggest question to this entire thing. What are you going to do about the ones that are already here in you know, our country? I haven't seen anything on that yet. I have been looking... Yeah. So if we find anything on that, we will let you know because that is our one major question. What about the ten million that are already here? Exactly. You know, uh, it doesn't. It does say up, up at the top of his tweet that it doesn't say anything about asylum for people here that can't claimed asylum. Do it they does, even know where they are? Uh, no. What they're trying to do is uh, make tougher asylum requirements. But I don't get. Why we had to open our borders so broadly like this and let everybody come in and claim asylum and then all of a sudden decide to change asylum laws after they're already here illegal. That that was their entire agenda to begin with. They wanted to do this so they could change the laws so that if, and, and here's their plan B, so that if President Trump did win the 24 election, comes back into the office of the presidency, then these laws are set up to make it tougher on him to do the things he wanted to do. Yeah. One thing that really, really gets me is, well, there's two. Two, uh, two of these bills that I, I, the NGOs get all this money. Yes. And the judges now become a D.C. in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So... The Department of Hume of Homeland Security is the one that's going to be over immigration laws now. So that's coming right out of leftist DC. Yes, it is. So, you know, I mean, this is what what we've been looking through on the bill. Funding to hire more ICE deportation, deportation officers, border patrol agents, um, and asylum officers, and greatly increased number of deportation flights now they're going to be talking about humanitarian now i tell you this has been one of my big pet peeves because it has been a humanitarian crisis it has so i i will give them that but why don't you find out why they're coming here instead why does this always have let, let's what, what are you going to do fly to their country and pick them up and bring them here yeah that's a good point because you know i've, I've never really seen a reporter sat down with a with any of these people for an extended interview to truly ask them why are you coming most of the time i guess maybe most of the time is because they get the same answer joe biden told me to come now i don't I, you know i don't know no, I, I, I don't wish buy we this would, I, yeah I, I would wish we could find that answer too i i do too but i don't buy this climate change thing that's what they're using oh they're coming for they're coming to america because of climate change How? and that's the I only mean, thing that i can find to understand why they're coming here and so i need an answer on why what is going on in their government in their country that they feel like they have to flee why can't we, we try to fix every other country in the world why can't we help that instead in my opinion the best way to help that is to make them stand on their own two feet close the border and vote like we do well close the border go back to your country and and handle these situations we have to handle ours we i don't you know we don't you have to make your country great again just like we have to make our country great again that's exactly right i do want to read this statement from president trump here he here he says on true social only a fool 
or a radical left Democrat would vote for this horrendous border bill, which only gives shutdown authority after 5,000 encounters a day when we already have the right to close the border now, which must be done. This bill is a great gift to the Democrats and a death wish for the Republican Party. It takes the horrible job the Democrats have done on immigration and the border, absolves them, and puts it all squarely on the shoulders of Republicans. Don't be stupid. We need a separate border and immigration bill. It should not be tied to foreign aid in any way, shape, or form. The Democrats broke immigration and the border. They should fix it. Make America great again. Couldn't have said it better myself. He and said it just, he said it better than we could have. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, House Speaker Johnson says, I've seen enough. This bill is even worse than we expected, and it won't come close to ending the border catastrophe the president has created. He says, as the lead Democrat negotiator proclaimed, under this legislation, the border never closes. If this bill reaches the House, it will be dead on arrival. And Senator Johnson, I hope that that's the truth. Yeah, we're going to hold you to that. Yes. But you know what? I can almost guarantee you that the whipping is already going on. Oh, yeah. My my, my, bet, totally, my bet's on Johnson Caven. Yeah, me too. Me too. But conference chair Elise Stefanik dubbed it the Joe Biden Chuck Schumer open border bill. While Majority Leader Steve Scalise promised it will not receive a vote in the House. And then, of course, Speaker Johnson declared he had seen enough and that was that the legislation was dead on arrival. Yeah, that was his tweet I just read. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. So we'll see. Anyways, 41 senators can prevent the bill from proceeding. So what we would like to ask you to do is to call your senators. It's very important. And the thing is, we have a new way to call your senators and your House of Representatives. If you get the Bill Blaster app, um, it is time to download this new app just for this occasion. Um, it's the BillBlaster.org. You can get it to download, or you can just get it in your stores. I do believe it's on iOS and on um, Android. Android as well. <laughs> I think it just now came out on Android. So it has every one of your senators' phone numbers that you need. So contact them and let you know, let them know what you want to happen on this bill. You decide. You call them and let 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 them know. There you go. I hope that we helped you out a little bit on what's going on with this border bill. There's so much information out there that it gets really confusing. All the rhetoric around it yeah and the text the texts are out there now the text of the bill is out there so it's really easy find to the bill find. read we'll for post yourself. it on our on our page the text of the bill and you're more than welcome to go through it yourself but um we do have some topics coming up this week that we want to talk about we talked about the voting we're going to be talking more about kim paxton and who he's going to be behind who he's endorsed who greg abbott has endorsed which today we're going to go see greg abbott or Governor Abbott, I'm sorry. At a meet and greet. At a meet and greet in Nacogdoches for... At the Fredonia Hotel. For Joanne Schaffner. Yep, who is running for, for district representative. Yes, out of Nacogdoches County, I do believe. Mm -hmm. So, and also, we have a real interesting topic that's coming up. Um, tomorrow, we're going to talk about... Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the memorandum from the federal government that has been issued to the Alaska National Guard. This was issued on Friday. 
Um, we're going to talk about this tomorrow kind of in depth because this brings up a whole nother lines of questions and, and concerns too. The federal government issued this memorandum to the Alaska National Guard on Friday directing Alaska forces to prepare two LUH-72 Lakota helicopters and 20 guardsmen to potentially be deployed in early 2025 at the border. So, yeah, that's coming up. We will be talking about all of this more. So what do you is think? The, is the federal government calling other National Guard units now to stand against the state of Texas? That's kind of a... That's a big, big... Kind of a big question. question. We got to see what happens with that. So we're going to bring you more on that tomorrow. So you got to ask, is this thing working? Rise up. Well, hey, everybody. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up, taking the time to listen to us today. So please, like I say, make sure to hit the like button, share our show with all your friends. We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there, Denise. And we'll see you next time. We're out.